As we continue on our study of the book of Proverbs, let's turn to Proverbs chapter 13. And uh, tonight our subject is going to be the way as it is brought forth in the book of Proverbs. About uh, 25, 30 verses here or so that uh, we'd like to get through tonight. We are working our way through the book of Proverbs. Um, I would say we're very safely about three quarters uh, pushing seven-eighths of the way through the book of Proverbs, and it's only taken us 31 lessons to get there, but uh, we're going to keep moving. And um, again, I hope and pray that as we go through these on Sunday night, when you do your regular Bible reading calendar and schedule that the Lord will bring back to your mind and your heart many of the things that we have covered here. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 13 and we'll start in verse 15 and uh, we'll start with uh, neg- the negative here and most of these verses are basically in order as they are found in the book of Proverbs and Uh, kind of group them as they deal with the different parts of this thing, the way of life and the way of death. And and Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15 says, Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. Now, how many of you have heard that sin is the easy way? Uh, by the way, guys, uh, I've talked to you about this several times. Can uh, we move up front here? Uh, I'm not liking the peanut gallery in the back row there. Um, uh, sorry about that. But good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. You're, we always hear that it's easy... The easy way out is to do what's wrong. How many of you have heard that? And uh, the Bible tells us that it's not the easy way out. The way of transgressors is hard. How many of you have proved that in your own life? You said, I'm just going to take the easy way out. I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I'm going to bend the rules a little bit. And then all of a sudden life gets incredibly complicated, doesn't it? And uh, the Bible is telling us that good understanding, you understand things properly, you're going to be held in favor. Have you ever wondered why that person was uh, sometimes the teacher's pet or why that other person has so many blessings in their lives and your life seems to fall short of it at times? Sometimes it has to deal with this thing called good understanding, just making right decisions brings God's favor when you were in school. The, te- the student who was doing things right understood the lessons. Why wouldn't the teacher like the student that was easiest to teach? Amen. Uh, that's not always the case, but listen, it says the way of transgressors is hard. And we go just one more chapter here. And chapter 14 and verse 14, and this is again talking about the way of sin, the way of sinners. Uh, Verse 14 of chapter 14 says, The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Again, we have as 
you know, Hebrew poetry uh, does not rhyme words. It rhymes ideas or contrast ideas here. And the idea is, hey, you're going to be filled. The psalmist put it this way, a man shall be filled with the fruit of his works. And, and uh, the, the simple uh, truth, it, that's not actually a direct quote, um, but the idea here is you're going to partake, you're going to eat, you're, your life is going to subsist of what you produce. It says here that the backslider in heart is going to be filled with his own ways. I mean, he's going to be full, but that's not going to be a good diet, amen? Uh, it's going to be uh, difficult uh, to digest, but he's going to be filled with it. A good man is going to be satisfied from himself. You know, we've often joked about midlife crisis in, in a way because when you have a midlife crisis, what happens is you get to the point of your life where you begin to really look at what you've done, what you've invested your time in, and you find out that not very satisfying. It says here that the good man shall be satisfied from himself. How about this one, First Corinthians, I mean, Proverbs fifteen, ten. I don't know where First Corinthians came from. Fifteen ten says, "Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die." Have you ever been wrong and you knew it, and somebody came up, tried to straighten you out, and you got angry at him, right? Uh, book of Proverbs. Why is it that way? It's human nature. When we're out of the way, we will not want to receive instruction that reminds us of how wrong we are. And this ought to be one of those little red flags you put up in your heart and your life. When somebody comes by, now we're not talking about the nitpickers and we're not talking about those that are always just trying to exercise their own goodness at your expense, if you know what I mean, put you down so that they look better. What we're talking about here is someone who rightfully tries to help you do right. You get angry at it, the, the, the sirens ought to be going off. This ought to be an alert in your life that, hey, wait a minute, that happens to him that what? Forsaketh the way. I'm not where I ought to be spiritually if that correction gets me and gets me angry and gets me all upset. I am in trouble. Now look at verse six, chapter 16 and verse 29. It says here that a violent man enticeth his neighbor and leadeth him into a way that is not good. Now, when you talk about peer pressure, we're talking about people who lead other people in a way that is not good. The Bible describes that person as a violent man. Now, we sit there and go, well, wait a minute, just because someone wants to lead, but stop and think about where this goes. Someone lead you, says, you know, hey, you know, 
smoking marijuana is is fun. The mayor said he inhaled and he enjoyed and uh, and uh, you know they're not going to arrest you like they used to and it, it's just a good old fun. But how many people start there and end up the victim of violence when they can't support their habit anymore? When they let me tell you something, Solomon is not joking. The Holy Spirit of God is trying to explain stuff to us when someone is trying to lead you in a way that is not good. Mark it down. There is much potential harm, danger. This is a da- Violent people are dangerous, are they not? That's why we have prisons. It's going to lead to hurt. It's going to lead to things that are going to bring you into a way of harm. You cannot play with sin and get away with it. Now look at chapter 17 and 23. We'll get a little more positive here in a few minutes. We've got about four more verses here. It says, A wicked man taketh a gift out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. How many of you have heard those new commercials they're playing? If you see something bad in NYC, report it. Has anybody else heard those things? And uh, But New York City is the city of... I mean, every law has an exception, does it not? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a little crazy here, but uh, listen, there's a price to be paid for people who will pervert judgment. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people out there willing to take the hire of perversion and judgment can be perverted. And the, the simple truth of the matter is we, we live in a society where the ways of judgment are moved, where they're no longer equal, where everything is moving in a direction. And 19.3 just kind of echoes that same sediment in chapter 19 and verse 3. It says, The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. You find yourself going, I just can't do this Bible stuff. It's driving me crazy. That's fretting against the Lord. You know what that tells you? That my way is being perverted. Because his way is the righteous way. I mean, one of the reasons Solomon gives us these wise sayings, you're supposed to take them and put them in your heart and in your mind, is because they ought to be like those alarm bells, those warning sirens that go off in our life to tell us, hey, we're getting out of the way. We're moving in a direction that is not good in our life. Proverbs 21, we got two more. 21 and verse 8 says, The way of man is froward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. The natural direction of our heart. What is the message of the world today? Follow your heart. Your heart is all, oh, no, no, no. Your heart is going to lead you in the froward or perverse and strange way, the way that God did not plan for us. But as for the pure, his work 
is right. One more, chapter six, verse 16 of the same chapter, 2116. And this ought to sound a very ominous warning in our lives. The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. Now, what this is talking about here is not the Christian that makes a mistake. What this is talking about is the man who grew up in Israel. He knew God's laws. He knew what uh, the Bible said, how a person ought to walk and behave. And he rejected those things and turned his back on the truths. Uh, When it's talking about the congregation here that wandereth out of the way of understanding... When you refuse to accept what God says is true and right, that's the way of understanding. God is the author of understanding. It says you're going to remain in the congregation of the dead. And as a pastor, one of the saddest things that I have to watch is people coming, hearing the truth, and then they start making some decisions. They wander out of the pathway of understanding and they go astray and they never come back. You say, how do I know when I've gone too far? The sad part about this is once you've gone too far, you won't care anymore. You say, how do I know if I've gone too far? If you ask that question, you haven't gone too far yet. Have hope. Hold on. Grab a hold because God is still working. But there comes a point when God stops. And you don't care anymore. I mean, you just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. You can desensitize your heart to the point where God will leave you alone. That ought to terrify the heart of every person in here. And you know what? It says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, that's where 1 Corinthians come in, 2 Corinthians, we do persuade men. And as long as you are willing to come back, God's going to bring you back. We don't know where that line is, but there comes a point and God's just going to let you stay out there. Just like driving in New York City, you can't always get back on the place, back the same place, back on the road, the same place you got off. I said it right finally. I remember one preacher wanted directions and they were doing construction up here at the Triborough Bruckner Interchange and he missed the Triborough Bridge sign, you know, the one that goes over all five lanes. And he took a tour of the South Bronx via the Bruckner Expressway. He said, I turned around and there's no exit coming back the other way. Well, there is one now, but there wasn't then. And uh, I'll tell you what, he's still mad at me because he thought I gave him wrong directions. But you missed the sign. I can't help you. Amen. That's what Solomon's saying here. These are the warnings. There is a way that leads into life and there is a way that leads unto death. And in a few moments, we'll get to the the struggle of choosing the right way. But let's go to the opposite here. 
We're going to go back to Proverbs 15 and begin working our way through again. Proverbs 15, verse 24. You want to find the way of life? Look up. The way of life is above to the wise that he may depart from hell beneath. You know, sometimes it's just as simple as looking up. God is always going to lead you closer to him. I remember several years ago we were there at graduation week at Heartland and a preacher was preaching um, a meeting and he just made one of those statements that you just like to remember. He said, always move closer to ministry. Wow, that's profound. But you know, Always move closer to God. You've got a decision to make. The way is up to escape hell beneath. Don't take a step back in your attempt to serve God. That's that's what this verse is telling us here. The way of life is above to the wise, that he may depart from hell beneath. But how many times, Christian... Adults, stop and think, how many times have you been tempted just to step back a little bit? I'll I'll skip Sunday night. I just need a break. Boy, let me tell you something. That's scary stuff. It's going to hurt you. Keep on the right way. Look at Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now, they ought to put that up at the United Nations buildings. Amen? But would anybody pay attention to it? Of course not. That's why. It's not there. Anything but the Bible goes at the United Nations. But you want to have peace with your enemies. Make your ways pleasing to the Lord. Psalm 136 that we studied this morning in the sermon, the application simply is, when your ways are pleasing to the Lord, who is fighting the battles? The Lord is. He's the one that's going to keep you safe. If our ways are not pleasing to the Lord, we get ourselves into a set of circumstances not following the way that God would have us to. Guess what? We're going to... We're going to have some dire consequences. You're not going to escape them. Look at uh, verse 17 of Proverbs chapter 6. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. How many times have you been tempted to give in just a little bit? to make just a little allowance here for this. And, you know, we've, we've got to, you know, we got to understand that, you know, we don't live in a perfect world. None of us are perfect. If we just uh, gave in a little bit, no, here's what it says. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. And we, I could spend the whole evening telling you stories of people who didn't keep their way. 
they made just a little allowance over here. They made just a little error over here, a little room for not staying on the highway of the upright, not departing from evil. You have to understand, this is a battle for your soul. And it's got to be fought each and every day. But Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 24 reminds us. Let's turn there if you would. Proverbs 20, 24. Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? You know, God doesn't always explain everything. Amen? God doesn't always explain everything to you. I remember Peter, one of his big things was, Dad, if you just explain how it works, son, if I took the time to explain how it worked, I could do it myself. Uh, The Lord is that way with us. He doesn't have to explain himself. He doesn't want us to sit here, and and I've always wondered, uh, I've talked about this on occasion, you know, I've known a lot of preachers that got to a point in their ministry, said, you know, we've gotten established, now we're going to sit down and we're going to develop a philosophy of ministry. We're going to think about the why of what we do, and everyone, almost without exception, has ended on the deep side of life. I mean, the wrong side of the way turning their back on the things that God wants them to do. God doesn't want you to sit down and understand the way. He wants you to walk in it. Amen? Got quiet in here. Even quieter than it was. Proverbs 21, 29. A wicked man hardeneth his face. But as for the upright, he directeth his way. God's direction is there. What does the wicked man do? He hardens himself in his wrong decision. You want to go back to the Old Testament and read the life of Esau. Why could he not find repentance, though he carefully sought it with tears? Because he hardened himself in the way. You make certain decisions. You can't unmake them. Esau despised his birthright. Once it was sold, he couldn't get it back. And there are people that sell parts of their lives and their future for things that are absolutely worthless. If you want God's direction, he'll give it to you. But he's not going to force it down your throat. That's what this verse is saying. And one more, most of us could quote this, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, I don't believe that means train up a child in the way he's going to go, and when he becomes a teenager, he's going to do whatever he wants. But then as he gets a little older, he'll come back to the truth. Uh, I, I don't buy into that interpretation of that verse. Uh, I believe it says that if you'll train up that child, when they get to the point of making their own decisions, they will make biblical decisions. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what church is about, my friend. It's helping 
It's training. It's giving you spiritual information so that when you get old enough to make your own decisions, you're not going to be out there flipping and flapping in the winds of life, tossed about by every wind of doctrine as Ephesians chapter 4 talks about. But I want to warn you, you have to choose the way. Let's go back to Proverbs chapter 14. We'll work our way through uh, just one more time. We have uh, several verses here and then we'll be done. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. And there are several verses that say this same thing and I'll read them all for you. It says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. 1625 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 21.2 says, Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth his heart. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. 16.2, all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. The way that you choose, whether it be right or wrong in your life, is going to look good. It will seem right. The only thing that will save you from taking a path which seems right and ends in death is an intimate knowledge of the Word of God. Is taking advantage of those warning signs that we have talked about. That that pathway leads up away from hell beneath. That you stay on the highway of the upright, that you're moving closer to God. The book of Judges, every man did that which was what? Right in his own eyes. How many of you remember have read through the book of Judges? I mean, there's some awful things in the book of Judges. In fact, some of the most horrible stories in the entire Bible is recorded in the book of Judges. And the summary of the book of Judges is that every man did that which was right in his own eyes. The only way that's going to save you from destroying yourself is surrendering your direction to the words of God. Then you will know what is right. It doesn't have to seem what is right. How many of you have ever been under the influence of a high-pressure salesman? Oh, you gotta, just got to understand, you got to make the deal today. I mean, uh, we've had other people looking at this, and, and uh, if, if you don't buy it, they will. And, and I mean, they're putting every little pressure on you to, to seal that deal. And it just really seems good. But I'll tell you what, I don't think I've ever gotten a good deal from a high-pressure salesman. I know nothing that I've gotten a good deal from a high-pressure salesman. Does anybody else, if you do, tell me about it. I'd like to hear a positive story. But, you know, they call you up on the phone. They, oh, we got the best rates and we're going to give you this and give you that. I said, I'd like to see that in writing. Oh, we can't do that. I always say, you know, 
I can't answer for the church if I can't show them something that we can vote on. We don't do business with your kind of company. Click. Almost always hang up on you. I mean, it's here. It's in the scriptures. Now, I want you to turn with me to Proverbs 22. And we're going to just dig into a few verses here. And then we got three or four more and we'll finish off. Okay, Proverbs chapter 22. We're going to start in verse 22. It says, Rob not the poor because he is poor, neither oppress the afflicted in the gate, for the Lord will plead their cause and spoil the soul of those that spoiled them. Make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man. Thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Be not thou one of them that strike hands or of them that are sureties for debts. If thou hast nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under me, under thee? Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Seest thou man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Now, what we have here is a collection of sayings. The key is is right there in the middle, verse 25, that drew my attention to this as we were, uh, as I was looking up the verses. It says, Lest thou learn his ways and get a snare unto thy soul. You know what? You learn the way you're going to walk. You have to be taught it. It says, If you'll make a friendship, With an angry man, you're going to learn to be angry. You make friendship with a righteous man. Would it not stand that you might learn a little bit about righteousness? Be encouraged in that direction. It says, rob not the poor because he is poor. It says, the Lord is going to come by and judge that. By the way, you know, this whole thing about robbing the poor... uh, you wonder why you, you, New York State's got such a problem with finances? Because what does the lottery do? Rich people aren't buying lottery tickets. Because they didn't get rich that way. And the ones that do get rich that way are in line buying more lottery tickets before the thing is done because they're poorer than when they started. The Bible says that God's going to judge them. That you can learn wrong ways if you want to. And that's one of the wrong ways is to rob the poor. And we've already covered this of of people that just uh, make all kinds of agreements for debts. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't borrow money to buy a car or whatever. But what it's talking about is borrowing money on the hope that you can pay it back because you're hoping that this will work and that will work. If I can borrow money and buy this piece of equipment, I can use it to make money and hopefully... The Bible says you better be careful about that stuff because you can lose everything. It says, remove not the ancient landmark. You know, Grandpa wasn't wrong about everything, let me tell you. There are some landmarks set in your scripture and you start moving those things. And there's no telling where you're going to end up. Does that not describe the way that you learn 
And it says, you see a man that's diligent in his business. It says he's going to stand before kings. You don't have people like Mayor Bloomberg being called into question and standing account from welfare recipients. That's what mean people. It means people without means, people that have nothing. He is a businessman. He's a billionaire. He's called into account for his mayoralship on, by anybody who's a citizen of, of New York, lives in New York City. But the simple truth of what this is saying is, you be diligent in what God's given you and you're not going to have to be called into question by people who know nothing and have nothing. That's a pretty neat promise. <laughs> I, I, I hope that, uh, I'd like that to be true in my life. Amen? How? Be diligent in your business. Don't be a waster. Don't sit there and just Take the opportunities that the Lord has given you. This is the way. You have to learn these things. It doesn't come natural to work hard. It doesn't come natural to surrender to the landmarks that have been set up by people that have gone on before you. What you want to do is you want to establish your own. You want to do it your way. I mean, I, I, who, who was it? Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. Uh, how many of you really want to follow Frank Sinatra? Man, I sure don't. What a mess. The simple truth here is you will learn what you're around. You make friends with an angry man, you're going to learn his way. You learn to rob the poor, you're going to put yourself under God's judgment. You learn to be lazy and slothful, you're going to be the slave of people who know nothing and have nothing. You remove the ancient landmarks. You're not going to know whether you're in the way or not. And our last few verses tonight is the struggle of staying in the way. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 16. Let's turn there quickly, if you would. 19, 16. He that keepeth the commandment keepeth his own soul. But he that despiseth his ways shall die. Now this one's got a double-edged sword to it. He that keepeth the commandments keepeth his own soul. When you are doing right and obeying God's word, the person you're going to benefit the most is yourself. And yet, what is the greatest single excuse for not keeping God's commandments and not doing things God's way is to benefit yourself. That's, we go back, the way that is not, uh, the, the, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. But it says, but he that despiseth his ways shall die. Now, there's two groups of people that despise their ways. There's the people who hate the wrong things they do, and yet they don't stop. You know what? They're going to die. There's also the person who is on the outward side of things doing that which is right, but he hates it, or she does. 
they're going to die as well. You've got to understand that if you want to stay in the way of righteousness, you've got to enjoy it. And there's only one way you can do that. You've got to let God change what's on the inside of you. He's got to change your desires and your heart. Proverbs 22.5 says, Thorns and snares are in the way of the froward. He that doth keep his soul shall be far from them. Let me tell you that when you move out of God's way, you're going to find yourself in the middle of a briar patch. Now, how many people have actually been in a briar patch? Okay, yeah, Maryland is famous for them. Uh, I used to have a little spot right across the street from where we grew up. It was rabbit hunting place. It was an old meadow that had been left and grown over with briars and a little stream ran through the middle and turned the middle into a swamp. And I mean, it was just great rabbit country. And you would take two or three steps into those briars and all of a sudden it was just like they came up around you like living tentacles and I mean snagged your hat, your clothes, your arms. I mean you could almost get strung up in that briar patch to where you couldn't move. Uh, I shredded more than one good pair of strong leather boots trying to walk through a briar patch. I mean shredded the boots. Let me... That's what it says. The thorns and the snares are there. If you're going to walk out of God's way, get ready to get into the traps. Whoso causeth the righteous to go astray in an evil way shall fall himself into his own pit. You know what? You better be careful if you want to lead other people. And you better be careful where you let other people lead you. They're going to be right, they're going to fall in right on top of you, is what it says. It says, But the upright shall have good things in possession. That's Proverbs 28 10 and Proverbs 28 18. Whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved. But he that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. Do you get that? Whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved. Remember the verse, the just falleth seven times and riseth yet again. That's what it means by whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved. But he that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. Here's the picture. You can get away with a perverse way for maybe a very long time. But all of a sudden, you're going to step on the loose branches over the pit, and you're gone. I mean, you don't have to be living very long before you see people that fall at once. I mean, they're walking along there on top of the world, and all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. I mean, they're gone forever. You never hear from them again. Why? Uh, well, here's what the Bible says. They were perverse in their ways. The warning is, if your way is not matching his way, you are treading on very thin ice, my friend. You have no idea when that bridge is going to break. 
You have no idea when the ground is going to fall out from under you. I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be a very pleasant thing to wake up in the congregation of the dead. But the Bible says that's where the person who is perverse in their ways is going to wanders from the way of understanding. That's where they're going to end up. You know, we hear these things and we think about these things and we say, wow, I mean, that was just a lot of warnings and negative things. But let me ask you a question. How many of us need to hear those things on a regular basis? How many of you enjoy hearing those things? You know what? The Bible doesn't say that we have to understand our own way. It says we need to walk in it if it's the Lord's. And the Lord has given us these verses in the book of Proverbs to warn us that if we're not careful, it's easy to get out of the way. It's a whole lot harder to get back in. But if you're in the way today, guess what? That's the best way to start tomorrow in the way. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and we just ask that you would minister these words to our hearts, that you would bring these incredibly poignant sayings to our hearts and our minds as we read through the book of Proverbs. And Lord, that you would give us grace and understanding to listen to the warnings that are in your word. In your name we pray. And before we finish that prayer, we'll just keep our heads bowed. If you'd like to slip out and spend a moment in prayer, you may. And then we'll get into our prayer time in just a moment. All God's people say. All right, uh, go ye kids if you want to go with Mrs. Montoro. The teens will go downstairs in just a moment. Uh, let's look through our prayer list here today. This is the fourth Sunday. We pray for our leaders. I uh, want you to pray for the president and the vice president. Uh, if you need a prayer list, wave your hand there, and uh, Brother Mike will get you one. Um, we are working out a deal right now. Uh, with the nation of Iran on nuclear weaponry that uh, ought to rival Neville Chamberlain in the 30s. I mean, it's just terrifying. Uh, You need to pray about this stuff. Decisions are being made every day to endanger the world by the most vile and wicked people alive in it. And uh, the only thing we can do is pray. Pray for our mayor and our city council. Pray for the mayor-elect and the new city council members that are coming on. Uh, Pray for those judges and uh, our military uh, all over the world. Pray for them.
pray for our police officers and fire department people. I mean, they put their lives on the line every day. Pray for them. Uh, pray for the military in Afghan and Iraq and uh, 